Thanks for joining us in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. As always, we're coming to you from the outstanding studios that they provide us, and we are eternally grateful for that. And, man, you made a good call because we've got new safeties coach, Jordan Kovacs. This guy has earned it. There's no doubt about it. He has got an unbelievable work ethic. When he went to Michigan, he was a walk-on. When he finished his career, he was MVP. We're talking Michigan. We're talking defending national championship. Big time program. And he mentions that that's when the coaching bug hit him a little bit. And when he's at, at Michigan. But then he played in the National Football League for three years. And he ran across a guy named Lou Anarumo when they were together in Miami. And it kind of a bond was formed there. And lo and behold, here they are coaching together with the Cincinnati Bengals. He has had experience working with defensive line, linebackers, and now he gets a chance to coach the position that he played. He comes full circle, played safety for Lou Anarumo in Miami. Now he's coaching for him at the safety position with the Cincinnati Bengals. And Jordan Kovacs is a talented young coach, has a lot of things that you're going to be very interested in hearing. Appreciate you joining us once again in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. As always, we're in our outstanding studios that they make available to us and can't ask for anything better. And also can't ask for anything better than our guest today, Jordan Kovacs, who is now safeties coach for the Cincinnati Bengals. Congratulations, coach. You're a worker, man. I mean, your work ethic is second to none. You have paid your dues, my man. I appreciate it, Dave. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about the opportunity. Obviously, I've learned a lot the last several years and just ready to run my own room. So, I mean, back in your playing days, you go to you go to Michigan as a walk-on and you become an MVP in that program at University of Michigan. Defending national champion Michigan, by the way. Congratulations right. on that. You know, a proud alum, I'm sure. That's right. That's, that's big. Um, tell us a little bit about how it, how it went for you at Michigan? I mean, what what was it like? It nose to the grindstone big time there working with Coach Harbaugh? Oh, yeah. So this was actually before, uh, you know, when I walked on, I was playing under Rich Rodriguez and Brady Hoke. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah, so I grew up, just to give you the whole backstory, I grew up a huge Michigan fan. My dad uh, played there. He walked on under Bo Schembechler in the early 80s. Um, so I grew up a diehard Michigan fan. I wanted to go to school there, wanted to play football there. Um, and sure enough, throughout the recruiting process, I didn't have an offer not only from Michigan, I didn't, I didn't have an offer from anybody. And uh, to me, I thought, okay, well, what the hell? I know where I want to go to school. I want to give it a run. I want to get my foot in the door. So I went to school at Michigan. And then uh, first day of, of school, we had an open student body tryout at six in the morning. So I went and tried out. They put us through, you know, the 40 yard dash, ran the hoop. Um, and then they made cuts after the tryouts. And I made one of the, you know, the five people that made, the, the team. And then long story short, I failed that physical because I had a torn meniscus. I had to retry out at the next open student, student body tryouts wow. in, in January. Um, and then I made the team after that. And then, you know, obviously through a lot of hard work and probably even more luck, I played, became a four-year starter and, um, you know, played a lot of football. Unbelievable. MVP level football. You, you made the team in a tryout basis with a torn meniscus? That says a lot about you right there, my man. Jeez. That's unbelievable. So. You yeah. had no clue. If only I would have known to keep my mouth shut. Maybe I could have made the team a little 
a year earlier. Save myself some time. Oh man, that's unbelievable. And, and then, you know, you play in the national football league and, and you run, run across a guy during your playing career in the national football league by the name of Lou Anarumo, when you guys were together down there at Miami and, uh, you guys had a, had a bond that was established pretty quickly, didn't you? Yeah, no doubt. You know, um, you know, I was fortunate, obviously, throughout my whole career, I feel like I've been around some pretty damn good coaches, Lou being one of them. Zach was also there. Coach Duffner was there. Um, yep. And, you know, yep. not to mention the guys that I've had in my past uh, at, at Michigan. So, yeah, we had a pretty, uh, pretty great relationship early on. And, um, you know, when I was looking to make a move to the NFL several years back, obviously, I leaned on that connection. And Lou's always been great to me in that way. You know, uh, in my rookie year in the National Football League, I, had, I was fortunate enough to have Paul Brown as my first head coach. And one thing that Paul Brown was all about, it was, all right, I don't want you to just learn your position. I don't want you to have tunnel vision. I want you to know what's going on everywhere. So he yeah. would give us tests and grade us on our assignment for our position and then give us a second grade for what everybody else is doing. Yeah. You're the kind of guy, from what I understand, you know, reading and listening to what other coaches have I've talked about you've always had that that big picture. I mean, it's not just what am I doing, but why am I doing it? How does it fit into everything else? And I mean, you've you've had experience coaching defensive line, linebackers, you know, now safeties, and that it all ties in. And and, and your your experience and you're at different levels and having played that position, that's going to be big for you coaching the safeties, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt. I, you know, it's something that I'll lean on. And yeah, early in, in my career. Um, I wanted to learn as much as I could, and I knew that as a young coach, that would be the time to do it. So I got with Coach Madison, Greg Madison at Michigan, and I became his defensive line GA. And then, you know, obviously the last five years I've spent here in the linebacker room. Um, right. So, yeah, it's funny, you know, I've been coaching for seven years, and this is really going to be my first year coaching on the back end. But when I think about it and when I feel it and, you know, think about the drills, it just feels like second nature because I, I played the position for so long. And, um, yeah, I'm sure it'll help, you know, uh, just so that we're all on the same page. I, I've been in Betch's room the last several years. I know what he's coaching. I know what he's telling the linebackers. And we're all tied together, right? So I do think it's it's uh, it'll be valuable. And, and lose, uh, it, it starts from the top down. I mean, the safeties of the quarterback. The safeties make the first call. And I, I remember seeing Logan Wilson, you know, Turner making sure he's getting the call from the safeties. And then he'll make a call for the uh, that dictates what's going on in the front seven. So, I mean, there's a lot of responsibility for those safeties in terms of recognition and communication on an early basis, right? Yeah, no doubt. I think that I think that's where the game starts, and that's the first way that I like to evaluate the safeties is, are they a leader? Can they communicate, right? And can you communicate? Can you tackle? And if you can do that, you've got a shot. And like you said, I think that we're the quarterbacks on the back end. We are in charge. We're responsible to make sure everybody's on the same page, right? We, we've got to verbally communicate. We've got to We've got to um, visually communicate, and we've got to run the show back there. you got some young guys that you can mold. I mean, they're still in the infancy stages of their professional career. Give us your personal scouting report on on the guys that you'll be coaching at the safety position. Now, obviously, we're talking uh, there's still veteran free agency. There's still the draft. You don't know exactly who's yeah. going to be in your room, but the guys that were in the room last year that you know of, give us, give us your take on, on the guys you're going to be working with. Yeah, well, you know, I would say I'm just first of all, I'm just excited to really work with these guys. I don't, I don't want to comment too much on each individual guy because I haven't really had a, a chance yep. to sit down and get do a deep evaluation from yep. last season. Um, but I, I will say Dax Hill is as athletic as as you can hope for on the back end. Um, he's got all the tools and I'm really just excited to work with him. I think he's got a bright future. I think the sky's the limit for him. 
Um, and he made some pretty damn good plays for us last year. You know, it's just a matter of being more consistent, being a vocal, you know, communicator on the back end and being a leader. And those are things that I think as he gets more comfortable, he's going to continue to make strides in the, in that way. Um, Jordan obviously was a young safety again last year for us. Both those guys were kind of thrown in the fire. And I think what you learn is that being thrown in the mix and just experience is the best teacher, right? And especially as a safety, especially on the back end, I thought he did a good job. You know, I think he's physical. He's got obviously some, some good instincts as a safety. Uh, he can come down. He's, I think he's a pretty good tackler. Um, but the same thing, I, I look for him to make strides as a leader, as a communicator and just continue. I, for both those guys, I expect, um, I have high expectations for him this year in that way. Um, obviously Nick Scott, you know, he's coming in, he's done, he did a, a good job for us last year. He's a guy that can really, he's a four down player. You know, obviously he can play on first and second down. He can play on third down. And he's also a good special teams player. And I think he did a good job. He made some, some nice plays for us last year. And then, you know, obviously you've got Tyson, um, coming off an ACL. He obviously flashed in the preseason. He's a, another young piece that I'm just excited to work with. So, you know, I'm sure you, you feel the enthusiasm I have for this room and just the high expectations that I have for them. But again, to your point, we're not sure how it all is going to shake out. Um, right. I think it will have some clarity here over the next month or so. Absolutely. And as, as we speak with you, just like when we spoke uh, with uh, Coach Pitcher just a while back, uh, he was in the process of moving out of his office. You know, you're, doing, you're doing the same thing. Tell us what Zach's doing. Um, what, what's going on up at the, the offices on that level, that floor of the coaches uh, in the building? Yeah, I don't know if Zach just had a crazy Friday afternoon thought last week, but um, he made the decision that we're going to flip offices. So uh, the defense is all on one half of the building. The offense is all on the other half. And uh, we've been that way for the last five years. And, and now we're going to we're going to we're going to flip offices. We're going to flip sides. And so tomorrow's kind of the move in day. We've got our boxes outside our office ready to to move all our valuables to the other side of the, the building. You mentioned uh, how you're so grateful that every level that you played uh, football, you've always had great coaches. Can you name like a coach or a few that maybe influenced you on your decision to be a coach? When did, when did you decide, you know what, at some point in time, I want to be a coach? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. Yes. I think that for me, it was probably, uh, you know, sophomore, junior year at Michigan, just being around a guy like Brady Hoke, who, uh, you know, I thought he just brought a lot of good, positive energy. And it was just a lot of fun to get to work and to be around a guy like that. And he, you know, I saw the way that he was able to have an influence, a positive influence on on kids and, you know, kind of be a father figure. And just, you know, as, as, a, as a coach, not only are you a teacher, you're, um, you know, you're, you're somebody that these players can lean on. You can be a role model. And I think I would say right around that time, and it was probably a guy like Brady Hope that really made me feel, you know, maybe coaching is for me. So he he had a, a major influence on you. You mentioned your dad. Your dad played at Michigan. Yep. Your dad your dad's a judge. Your brother's a lawyer. Your sister's a teacher. If you hadn't gotten into coaching, do you think you would have been getting into law, or do you think you would have been a teacher, or you would have been something else? What do you think? I, I think I have enough of the, of the law around me. I don't need to get into the law. Uh, my <laughs> wife's also an attorney. Um, oh really? Wow. I think I probably would have gone more my uh, my mom's route. I probably would have been a teacher. And I think that that is kind of why I like coaching is you're just teaching. You know, I really do find passion in teaching. So you mentioned uh, here it's the off season and, and uh, the, the personnel, the evaluation of your current personnel, uh, how many of them are going to be retained, uh, veteran free agency out there, the NFL draft, 
tweaking what you might be doing from a schematic standpoint. Uh, I know you guys are going to be deep diving into it here. What what what's the order of events? I mean, or, or do you do a little bit of all of it every day, or do you focus on things yeah. one thing at a time? Or how do you how do you do it? Uh, I think you do a little bit of everything, right? Obviously, right now we're we're still interviewing coaches as well, so there's a whole process. We're going through that. Yeah, you're doing some scheme eval. I'm evaluating the safeties uh, that we currently have on the roster. I'll be evaluating some safeties, you know, NFL wide. Um, and then in a couple of weeks, we're going to be at a little thing called the, the NFL Combine. And yeah. so I'll be doing a deep dive just to make sure I'm familiar with those guys as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of a combination of everything right now. So how big is it that – you're a coach in a position, and like you said, you've you've gotten a lot of experience at the other two levels of the defensive uh, on the defensive side of the football uh, line, uh, defensive line and, and linebacker. But you're you're coaching a position that you played, yeah. and, and when when players look at uh, you and say, "Yeah, man, coach knows what's up." He played safety at Michigan. How big a factor do you think that is? How big a plus do you think that is for you in the room? Um, you know, my first day coaching. So when I did going to coaching. It was Coach Harbaugh at Michigan in 2017, got me into coaching. And the first thing we did, he kind of set some expectations and we just talked. Um, and one of the first things he said to me was that, you know, as a former player, um, played a lot of football in college, played a little bit in the NFL, uh, and that he himself always has drawn on his playing experiences and just how invaluable that is. And I think I kind of always appreciated that. And then kind of looking back, especially now being back in the safeties room, um, you know, I'm able to put myself in their shoes on the field, right? I can, I can think through how I would pedal and break, um, what I would be keying on each step. And it just feels second nature to me in, in some, some sense. Um, and then also off the field, you know, I don't think you can talk enough about uh, the NFL. There's a lot of things going on off the field when you talk about cuts. Um, you just understand, you have a, a real appreciation for what these guys are going through, a real understanding, at least from my perspective. And um, you know, whenever I feel that way, I kind of think about the first conversation that I probably had with Coach Harbaugh in that sense. So you, you have the benefit of having played for, for Coach Luana Rumo on the professional level and uh, getting indoctrinated and understanding his defense, you know, as a player. And now you come full circle and now you're coaching at that position that you played for him under that defensive scheme. And, and here you are coaching it at the professional level. How has it evolved? Is it pretty much the same as what you experienced at Miami? Or has there been a big evolution, a big, you know, like, take this away, add this kind of thing that's gone on to where you are today? Um, yeah, I think that's the beautiful thing with football. It's like it, the game, especially defensively, offensively, it's always evolving, especially schematically. Um, but technique-wise, more or less, you, you stay the same. And I think that that kind of uh, helps me when I feel like, you know, when I'm, I'm I'm thinking about how I would coach things as a safety, I know how Lou coached me, right? I know what his expectations are. And we can talk through um, things that maybe we feel differently about, but we've all had our different experiences with different techniques and we can all talk about the ways that we want to do them. And at the end of the day, um, we're all on the same page. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, to me, that's, that's, uh, that's extremely interesting. You know, I mean, I, Lou, Lou has, a big volume of uh, of defense that he can you know he can employ. I mean he can he can pull from from a bunch of things. Uh, from a philosophical standpoint, you know I guess some coaches are like, all right, we're going to do a few things. We're going to do a few things really well. Yeah. But we, and other coaches are like, we're going to have a big inventory we can you know draw from, and you know we have, we have, we got guys that can handle it all. 
where, where are you guys with that? Is it, is it more of a mindset of, of a condensation or is it an expansion? Or are you going to wait and see what you have before you make those determinations? How do you go about that type of thing? Yeah, I think that that's one of the things that you're, you're also evaluating throughout the offseason. Obviously, you want to do as much as you can as well as you can do it. Um, and where is that fine line? I think that maybe that's one of those things that you take a step back in the offseason and you really have an evaluation. Um, and I would say we do a lot of defense, and I'd like to think we do it well. But that's one of the things when we do some scheme eval, um, we say, hey, maybe we're not playing this technique as well. Maybe we don't need this this defense. Maybe we can get rid of you know this um, this branch of defense that maybe we're not as good at and focus on the things that we're we're better at. And then I think that also changes with your with your players. What can they handle? But also how does how does what we do fit their skill set? And I think the really good coaches put their players in the best positions to make plays. You're a high level achiever, no question about that. I mean, you set your mind on a goal, man. You're gonna you're gonna get there. You're gonna get it done. You're one of those guys, man. There's 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 nobody that's going to stop you. So here you are, uh, in a, conducting a whole. You're the leader, leader of the room. You're the leader of a position group in the National Football League. And what are you, 33 years old? I think something like that. Is it? Is yeah, 33. It's scary 30? that I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> 33 years old, a young pop man, a young guy. So it, where you are right now, is it pretty much? Yeah, this is. My expectations, I thought I might get here a little sooner. I didn't think it would – I thought I wouldn't get here this fast. I mean, do you even think about that? You just put your nose to the grindstone and go, go, go? Or how do you – do you have, like, you know, the ultimate goal, then goals along the way where you're rewarding yourself and climbing the ladder of success? How do you handle that part of it? Yeah, I think um, I think that that's kind of how I always have viewed uh, my trajectory. It's, it's the same approach I had as a player. So here's where I ultimately want to be. Um, but – let me just, you know, first make the team at Michigan. Let me let me run down on the first kickoff I can run down on. Then you get a taste of that and you say, oh, let me maybe I can play, maybe I can play a little bit on defense. And then you start playing on defense. Hey, maybe I can do this. And uh, you know, I see this no differently. The only thing I'll say is um maybe early in my career I felt a little more in a hurry. And um I at some point I kind of acknowledged that it's not about how quickly you get there, it's just about doing you know, the current job that you're in really well. And if you do that, if you do those things well, if you do your current job well, then, um, you know, there's greener pastures on the other side. And that's kind of how I approach it. I'm excited to be in the room that I'm in. I'm thrilled um, with the position I'm in, uh, whether it was too early or too late, doesn't really matter to me. Um, I'm just excited to do this job and hopefully do it well. And most important thing is I want I want to I want to help the players, the guys that we have in this room. I want them to achieve their goals. I want to do a really good job for those guys and for this team, for this organization. Back in my playing career, which seems like you know prehistoric times now, but I mean it was like strong safety was almost like a quasi linebacker type guy. <laughs> close to the line of scrimmage, free safety is a you know a skilled athlete with all these ball skills, and he's he's yeah. he's back. He's rotated back in the middle of the football field, but in these in this era. Man, you've got versatility. I mean, you can have both those guys in the box, you know, uh, in the middle of the football field, playing yeah. slot corner. These safeties yeah. are so talented. The evolution of the safety position has been amazing, hasn't it? It has, yeah, and it, it makes the position tough. It makes it that much more difficult. Not only do you have to be, you know, a very smart player um, and a great communicator, great tackler, now you've got to have the skill set to be able to cover receivers sometimes, right? You've got to have the skill set to be able to – get down in the box and, and put your face on the football. Um, and especially with the way that offenses 
changes change strength or motion jet motions um they can put you in positions that if, if they feel there's a weakness that they can take advantage of so you know the more well-rounded a player you have uh the better on the back end in my opinion yeah it's amazing the the times that that these guys run i mean back in the day safeties were running like you know if they if they broke four six oh man that, that safety can run now you get guys breaking four three it's unbelievable i mean if we had corners that broke four four, man, that dude can run. You know, it's like it's incredible how the game guys have gotten yeah. so much bigger, faster, stronger. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe I could have played a little longer in the 1960s, but certainly by 2010, <laughs> 2013, I was not a safety in the NFL anymore. I mean, once they started asking me to cover the slot, that was it for me. I'm telling you, man, it it, it is remarkable how I, I think I think safeties are probably as versatile and athletic package that you've got in the game of football, right? I mean, it's, it's incredible what they have to do. Yeah. We, we certainly ask them to do a lot and we, again, we have high expectations for them. So yeah, it's not an easy position. So you look at the division, um, you know, and last year, obviously you lose Joe Burrow to injury, but the football team goes nine and eight third straight season season finishing with a winning record, but the division is so damn good. A nine and eight record, you know, is, is fourth in the division, but boy, I, I look at uh, I look at this football team. The two teams that played in the Super Bowl, you beat one by fourteen on the road out in San Francisco, and you lost by eight to the other. I mean, on the road as well. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati Bengals and Burrow played in one game. He didn't play in the other. You know, you, you had a uh, an outstanding performance by Jake Browning as a, as a backup quarterback. Cincinnati Bengals were as good as anybody in the National Football League, right? Yeah, I mean, we feel pretty good about. Um, where we're at as a team. And again, it, in the offseason, you're always looking for ways that you can get better, whether that's through scheme evaluation or player evaluations. Um, yeah, I mean, we we feel good about where we're at when we're healthy, but ultimately, uh, you know, we didn't make the playoffs. We didn't win the division. And those are our goals each and every year. So um, we, we're excited to, you know, get back to work this year, this offseason. And uh, I think you're going to have a hungry football team. How excited are you as a coaching staff in the Bengals organization? The uh, the coaching staff has a big thumbprint, you know, on decision making, uh, veteran free agency, the draft, the whole the whole nine yards. I mean, the coaches are are part of that evaluation process. It's, it's not like, all right, yeah, you go over here and do your thing and work on schematic, and we're going to be over here doing person. It's it's a it's it's everybody's everybody's involved. Everybody's in the mix. That has to be rewarding for you, isn't it? Yeah, I think it, I think it's really cool. You know, I don't know how many organizations do it. I, I think there's probably a handful that do it this way. Um, but it's obviously just an all hands on deck mentality. And so to be able to go to, you know, so and so's pro day at, you know, Kentucky or wherever it is, and, and get to meet the kid in person yourself, get the get to meet the guys that you think are good players. And then we all get together at the end of this thing before the draft, and we can hash it out. We can talk about our experiences and our evaluations of the different players. And, um, you know, I think that's the best way to do it, you know, especially as a coach. If, you, if you're, you know, if you want to be a high level coach in this league, you want to have a say of who you're who you're drafting. Right. No doubt. No question. So did you get a chance to uh, take off with the wife and, uh, and decompress a little bit, a little R&R and and come back and get after it again? Did you get some time to do that, coach? <laughs> We've got a two month old son. So yeah. there. Rest and recovery is few and far between right now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Two months old. Wow. That's a 
That's a crazy. Uh, what do you think? Can you tell? Has he already got uh, a little fast twitch? Has he got some athleticism? Do you he, think he eats like a nose guard? That's all I know right now. I, I'm, I don't have too high expectations for him right now, but he's a grown boy. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, my mother had uh, had three boys that all played uh, college football, scholarship uh, athletes, collegiate football. The smallest was 6'3", 265 pounds. I don't, I don't know how the hell she fed us and kept us, uh, <laughs> kept us fed and clothed, but, man, I'm telling you, I, I really – when I look back on it, I admire what my parents did, and they did it with so little. But you know what? We, we didn't think we were missing anything, man. I mean, right. if you do it right – it, it doesn't matter. The family unit is the family unit. That's what it's all about. Yep, you're exactly right. No, we're excited. He's uh, he's certainly growing. It's funny at this stage, you just feel like every few days, you know, he's kind of reaching a new milestone. So it's been fun to really, for the last month or so, while I haven't been getting maybe as much sleep, I've been able to really watch him grow and get to, get to hang out with him. That is awesome. How about you? How many brothers and sisters? Uh, I've got an older brother and two younger sisters. About that, I'm. Yeah. I'm uh, I got four too. I got the older brother, uh, younger sister, younger brother, um, and it's. Uh, it was. It was always a lot of fun, and and, and growing up, uh, it, very competitive. I bet it was very competitive in your household oh, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, my older brother. Yeah, we we competed in everything, especially. <laughs> I mean, outside on the football field, um, video games, and I. If I had ever beat him, he would take his controller and throw it, smash it, and that's just what it's about. It's good competition. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Did it ever get physical? Did it ever come to fisticuffs? You know, my dad did a good job of when, whenever he could feel the tension mounting, he'd, all right, let's go to the basement. And we'd go in the basement, and he'd clear out all of our toys. He'd say, all right, let's go. Let's wrestle. And he would be the official. We'd wrestle it out and hash it out. And from there, whoever won, won. Whoever lost, lost. That is awesome. That's unbelievable parenting. See, that's what a Michigan man's all about right there. That's right. That is a Michigan man right there. That's a Michigan man through and through. And then, and he raised another Michigan man. I mean, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. Coach, uh, really, I can't, uh, can't thank you enough. Appreciate you carving the time you carve for us here. It is, uh, you are, um, one that has put in the time and effort. I mean, it is so well-deserved and well-earned the position that, uh, that you've achieved. And I, and, Honestly, I, your goal is probably head coach in the National Football League, and I think that's coming, man, sooner than people think. Uh, you, you've got a lot of talent, and the Bengals are very fortunate. We appreciate your time. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, Dave. Thank you. You're the best, Jordan. Have a great one. Yep. See ya. Dave Lappin here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation leadership and appreciating your teammates are key at first star logistics you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family build your future by working hard like i did you'll see results both on and off the field call first star logistics today and be part of our winning team